Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Ooh, I do. Means it's 90 degrees outside. Uh, precipitation about 15%. Humidity at 27. Winds blowing in from the north-northeast at 6 miles per hour. Is that what it means? We know Albuquerque is going to be beautiful. What's it going to be like in Sugar Land? What, okay, so I talked. All right, thank you for asking, okay. Van, co-host of this show, joining us very briefly. Christina. Hi, I'm Van. No, you've been here for over a year. Christina Ortiz, the director of operations for New Mexico Pinion, will be joining us in about two seconds. So... Talked to Josh Sushan earlier. The okay. What a dude. More like dude, Sean. By the way, come by New Mexico Pinion on 4th Street. It's 4th Street, the, inter- the intersection of 4th and Douglas MacArthur. Again, that's not what intersection that means. That is what it means. Right, we come, need to have a sit down. Come by and see us. Uh, we're giving away coffee and free isotopes tickets all broadcast long. We're here till 6 o'clock when we hand this thing over to Josh Sushan. Wait, you don't have to pick one. You get both? No, I'm going to give you both. You come by here. Dog. Make a donation to Locker 505. We got a giant stack of isotopes tickets and coffee for free. It's the doubleheader makey uppy boy against El Paso. <gasps> they suck. Next Wednesday, game starts at 4. Two of them that are going to be seven innings, so let's get weird. Doubleheader. It's super weird. I'm in. All day. We'll be there. Christina Ortiz, welcome to the program. Hey. Let's go. Hello. Director of Operations for New Mexico Pinion Coffee. That means, Van, she's over the coffee houses. Nice. She's, she's over uh, the, the bakery. Nice. And she's over the, uh, the, the 50-ish garbage bags. Not garbage, but bags for garbage that have been used for donations for Locker 505. Christina, how, are you tired from lifting all these donations? Oh, I don't, I don't lift them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you guys are for. <laughs> Director of Operations doesn't lift bags, no. Fred. So are you we're in, what, week three of our campaign thus far? Yep, and, that's correct. And you were telling me that there's there's been way more donations than you thought there would be. Yes, we've had so many donations. Um, we've had to basically do rounds and pick them up, pick giant, giant bags and mm, full trucks full okay. uh, to donate to Locker 505. And um, people are just bringing in grocery bags um giant trash bags body we've bags had, i was told body yes, bags we've had people bring in yeah. i mean giant bins <laughs> yeah. and they just donate the bins too but i mean even like <laughs> half i would say like half this table full okay so like one long. half of a six-foot table let me do the math on that so six and then there's <laughs> a half and you have to so i'm i'm it's a lot yeah i'm from the midwest so it's that's a lot the answer <laughs> is it's a lot it's a ton but neat. we're super grateful for it. Twelve, uh, twelve linear feet. Twelve, yeah, twelve yeah. linear feet. Yeah, so a hecton is yes. what I heard. A hecton. Mm-hmm. So That's I want to make. Means. I want to make sure I got this right, Christina. Okay. Um, our partnership with Locker Five Hundred Five and New Mexico Pinion Coffee has cost New Mexico Pinion Coffee thousands and thousands of dollars from discounts that Correct. you've given out, and you guys are just about to shut the doors. Pretty much. That's okay. Not yeah. so bad. All for Locker Five Hundred Five. So bad. <laughs> no, honestly, we've had so many donations. I think people. Um, are just excited to to donate and help out these kids yeah. because, you know, uh, there we have people that don't even 
don't even want the discount. They just they, they just, just want to donate. donate. Oh, that's um, amazing. Which we're all for, but of course you can get, get the discount whenever you come in. As we were setting up for the program today, a friend of the show, Benjamin, was here. Yeah, new friend of the show. And he was donating. He said he heard about the uh, heard about the drive uh, sometime this week. And uh, he must have thought we were on Pacific time, though, because he was here around 3 o'clock. And, and we're well, okay, so on, on the interwebs, yeah. we said come by from 3 to 6. Oh. From, well, from when we walk into the door. We're physically here at 3. Over. We're here. Yeah. I'm here to hand out bags of coffee right at 3 o'clock. Yes. Yes. Love everything about that. Friday night, the United are playing at home. Christina, you're a big soccer girl? Yeah, I'm going to the game on Friday. What? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, I mean, what's up? Sergio Rivas is about to be here. Are you going to say hi to our guy? Oh, or? really? I mean, why yeah. would we make that up? <laughs> Is Not in person. Oh, he's calling in. Just calling. Uh, you can, you can, see, you did make you can, it up. You could see his face on the program. Oh, okay. on the, yeah. Join your boys on Com- the camera. <laughs> Join your boys on Comcast <laughs> Channel 26 because uh, obviously you can get us on the radio. You can get us on the TV. The live stream is available on the social media. And if you're streaming with us on the app, thank you for doing that as well. There's so many ways that the friends of the show join us, and what we need is more ways to say thank you. Absolutely, and what better way than free coffee? That will come get some. Yes. So come down to the intersection of Douglas MacArthur and Fourth. Nope. Pick oh, up. Fourth and Montano. Either one. <laughs> both pretty close. They both work. Trying to be trying to be that guy right now. <laughs> but yeah, ice soaps, tickets, and coffee all day long as we are here. The this is kind of an interesting one. So we have Friday night United. Let's start over tomorrow night. New Mexico Highlands University host Eastern. That's the football game of all football games. Boom. In-state, let's go. Let's get weird. We'll be there. Friday night, the hated El Paso whatevers yeah. come to town to battle nameless. United. Yeah, the, some nameless losers. The, the, yeah, the going to catch zero points is the, the good guys are going to take three-ers. Mm. Saturday, Lobos in Maine, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. We'll be there at the tailgate. We'll be there at the game. Duh. We'll be getting loose. Christina, what's up? You going to the football game? Which one? The Lobo game that oh. we just talked about. <laughs> she does what I do. She like just zones out when yeah, you start talking. Yeah, it's not talking. soccer talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um. taking Sunday off, and the Isotopes return on Tuesday. Excited. And they are going to play El Paso as many times as it's legally allowed to play El Paso in a just homestand. demolish them. Wynn and oh. Bernard back in the lineup for the Isotopes today at Sugarland. How the, bittersweet. Uh, it is absolutely yeah. that. Sergio Rivas will join us at 415. Ned James at 430. Tim Kirshen at Locker 505 will join us at 445 if she has enough time. Because my understanding is she has to pick up all these donations. Yeah, she... Um I mean, she doesn't have to. We we <laughs> we kind of we share the load. So I mean, whoever's really available, just come get them whenever we our basket is kind of overflowing. Well, your back room is um, overflowing, Christina. We saw. Yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> so we have this full basket out here in the lobby, and then our back room is also overflowing. So we've been um, gathering stuff this whole week um, since our last pickup, and that's filled up our back room. So. So you mentioned yeah, time that. Time for another pickup. Sweet. <laughs> You mentioned that some people just come in and donate. They they don't even ask for the discount. They don't even ask for free coffee. They mm-hmm. just they just want to help out. Locker Are we wasting 505. our breath over here. I feel like I'm wasting my breath. What over I here. what I want to know is the people who do take advantage of the discount. What's the most popular order from these people that donate? Ooh. What what can I yeah. in in the in the Venn diagram of charity and coffee? What's right there in the middle? That's a good question. To me, because well, I'm a coffee guy only in the morning. Mm. 
I go T. Once noon yeah. hits, yeah. I go T. Yeah. Very classic. Interesting. You, upper, it's upper, upper. Caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I need <laughs> uppers all day. So I wake up, I do my coffee, I do my tea, and then I do downers all night. Correct. Which is booze. Okay. Oh, you're off the quaaludes? I'm off the ludes. <laughs> that's great. That's, yeah, that's the, great news. The 80s ended. I got off the ludes. So <laughs> as, as it goes between coffee and tea, I mean, I feel like, I feel like my donation guys, they're all tea guys, right? The tea guys in the afternoon? Smoothie, the smoothie people? Smooth, I mean, it's definitely lattes are more popular than anything. Um, our honey lavender lattes super popular. That's, I mean, that's um, obvious. But I'm yeah. willing to bet after tomorrow when our pumpkin spice latte comes out, Holy. that'll be the one that everyone wants. Pumpkin spice has entered the chat. Choked yeah, opinion. Pumpkin spice season. Donate to Locker 505. Tweet, gram, or book your pumpkin spice. Get 25% off. 25%. Are you kidding me? Right that's that's more than their profit margin. I don't even know so what they're the, going to break this poor, lovely company. <laughs> Literally the plan. Literally. If, five, if 505 gets more all clothes, I don't care. It's all for a good cause. Christina for Ort- the kids. Christina Ortiz, the director of operations. Anything we missed here at New Mexico Opinion, aside from pumpkin spice coming out tomorrow? Any uh-huh. news, any events, any cool things? I mean, that's our, our big focus right now is just Locker 505. And like I said, we're super excited for fall and pumpkin spice to come out i know everyone's kind of august is when people start wanting that that warm cozy drink in their hands so um but we do also have our pumpkin spice cold brew if you're an all ice all year type of person um so yeah that's what we have going on um and pumpkin spice beans yeah Yeah, so we we have all kinds of pumpkin spice. <laughs> so everything pumpkin spice. You want a bag of coffee, you want just a, a regular coffee with cream, we have the latte, cold brew, we have a pumpkin I spice mean, cloud. If you're if you're like a if you're like a DIY guy out there and you don't want anybody else making your coffee, yeah. you can just come here and get beans. Yeah, just grind yeah, it up at a huge discount. Yeah. 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 All right, so we have to go to break, but just real quick, I mean I'm assuming the pumpkin spice beans are already here, Christina. Like you go in the bag, you make a special little drink, a little preview. Mm, yeah. Little and we also sell syrups, you can add those in there, make your own little concoctions. So yeah, friends of the show, Christina is going to make you wait until tomorrow. But we are going to have a we're going to have a little taster mm. of the pumpkin spice on air. We're going to tell you um, well just how spicy it is. Christina Ortiz, director of operations for New Mexico Opinion Coffee. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Whenever we get back, Sergio Rivas will join us. He's calling the friend of the show hotline. Correct. Okay, so he'll be with us on the hotline. We're going to talk about the big United matchup, and then it's basically Lobos talks all the way out. Until isotopes at 545 with Josh. Lobos preview all day. Also, popping the cherry of Steve Virgin. Yay! Who's coming on the show for the Double first time. Entendre. I got you. As he will be joining us from the Albuquerque Journal. Because we're going to go straight hype all day. I need Steve to bring me back down to earth. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in the stratosphere and I need to be in the uh, regular sphere. We stay there. I stay there. Yeah. Two men on, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirit. And the weekend is for New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. Come check out your boys' Labor Day. That is Monday the 5th as we are live from Howie's Sportsbook. That's 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, the intersection of Montgomery and Tramway. We're going to do the program, and then we're going to do the Friend of the Show Fantasy Football Draft. How many spots are available for the Friend of the Show Draft? Friend of the Show Draft has two spots open. No, it doesn't. It has two it's spots. because you kicked people out. It's, I did not kick anybody out. I'm sick of waiting for them to sign up. Okay. So two <laughs> spots open for the Friend of the Show. No, Christine. Have fun. Talk smack to the boys. 
and uh, win some free stuff from our partners and sponsors. Christine, you cannot have the spot. Stop texting me. Darn. Double darn. I'm going to text you again. It's fantasy <laughs> football, not football. Yeah, figure it out. Sorry. <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Are you am? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Show. Show. Weekdays at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, I mean, I'm about this rejoin right now, Michael. All right, make sure I understand this, man. Sergio Rivas was going to join us. Sergio Rivas was going to join us. And then all of a sudden, El Paso ruined it. But he, uh, his appointment is taking longer than expected. Oh, what's he getting appointed to? Uh, Chancellor. (laughs) (laughs) I believe he's a chancellor now. That's the one. Isotopes are home this Friday night versus the El Paso Locomotive. There are tickets still available. I know I was talking to the Isotopes early in the week, and they said they were really excited about the idea of selling this bad boy out because, number one, the United deserved the support, and number two, the El Paso Locomotive deserved the hate. Joining us on the program because he choo-choo-chooses us, yeah, yeah, us, David Carl. What's up, brother? Digging the Simpsons reference, you guys. Well done. I got you every time. You already know. You super already know. What's going on with the team this week? The boys are ready for Friday night, and I don't just want three points. I want three points and an exclamation point. Promise it to me. Exclamation points are important things, but thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no, big game. Big, big game. One of the biggest ones of the year on Friday. Obviously, like you mentioned, welcoming in El Paso Locomotive FC. Uh, No love lost between those two teams. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Obviously, we're, uh, we're fighting for a home playoff earth which you know we've never hosted a playoff match in our history in our short four-year history hoping to do that for the first time this year and uh, maybe just as important hoping to keep el paso out of the postseason something we would love to do as well well and if anyone had it coming i mean there's i mean, I mean not just like <laughs> well friend i know you love el paso and love el paso locomotive i mean that's just like your favorite town right uh, hey don't get him started I get started. He's going to break a lot of FCC rules if you keep poking him with that El Paso stuff. Hard to start me. Hard to, <laughs> hard to stop me. So I don't know if you know this, Dave, but um, the buzz around town, there's two. There's only two stories right now. Lobo football, United soccer. As you're passing through town, obviously you're always wearing the black and yellow. Have you been getting a lot of that feedback on just how excited the playoff push is coming and just how excited fans are for the final home three or the final three home games of the year? Yeah, fans are pumped. I mean, we've got three, like you mentioned, three home matches left in the regular season, and postseason we'll see what happens there. But, you know, one, this is the only home match in September for us. We're on the road the rest of the month, and then we're back in town in October, October 5th and October 15th as we push for the, the postseason berth. And you mentioned the Lobos there. They play on Saturday against Maine, so it's going to be a fun sports weekend. You know, you go to the United match on Friday night, go to the Lobo game on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, we're we're pumped up. Fans are pumped up. We're expecting probably around eleven thousand plus for Friday night, which for a not oh, Saturday yeah, is pretty unheard yeah. of. So uh, it's gonna be a, gonna be a great time. And get your tickets now while you still can. Speaking of the game, sorry to cut you off, fan. That's no, okay. Uh, does the tailgate for the Lowo game impact like parking or procedure or anything for the United? Is there anything that the fans should be aware of whenever they're coming out to Ice Tokyo yeah, Park yeah, on Friday does. night? That's a good question. So for this one, this only only this one in particular this season, we were able to work out the schedule, so there's not a ton of overlap. But for this one, there is a little bit of overlap. So you guys know the normal tailgate lot that's just north of the stadium there. 
Uh, that one will be closed off as the Lobos prepare for their howl on Saturday, which makes sense. That's their, their lot. Mm-hmm. they got to get everything prepared. But every other lot, just the east of it, just to the west of it, uh, stadium east, all that kind of stuff, that'll all be open. So there'll be plenty of space for tailgating, plenty of space for people to park and get in there for the game. Albuquerque, your New Mexico United is in the five spot. Need to get up to the four spot or higher to host a uh, the first ever playoff match here at the Lab. One single solitary point behind Sacramento. What does the black and yellow need to do to get ahead of Sacramento and stay ahead of Sacramento? Don't say score more goals. <laughs> I'm not going to say score more goals, but. Van, I can tell you're not a math major because we need to get two more points in them the rest of the way. That's what we need to do. Uh, <laughs> but ah, in all writing this in, down. Hold on. In, 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 all, in all seriousness, we need to we need to have a great time uh, and we need to go out there. Yeah, score more goals. Obviously, that's that's the obvious answer. But you know, this team is, has shown that they're probably, in my opinion, the best team that United's ever had in our four years. And you go out there and prove it. You need to score some goals. Need to lock down defensively and beat some good teams. By the way. In this home stretch of the season, you know, we have Colorado Springs one more time. We have San Diego one more time. We have San Antonio one more time. Those three teams are three of the four teams that are ahead of us in the Western Conference. So win those games and then win the games you're supposed to win. Uh, and then, you know, let, let the chips fall as they may. You can only control what you can control. Cliche, cliche, cliche. But go out there and win some matches. It's really that simple. We were talking before the segment uh, during the break with some friends of the show here at New Mexico Pinot Coffee. We're at the 4th Street location today. And the question to us was, make sure you ask if Friday night is the blackout night. Are we blacking out Friday night? Is that a thing, Dave? Uh, I mean, I think people do that on most games, uh, but not recommended. Um, (laughs) I would say, uh, no, no, this is not a blackout night. So Friday night, we're doing a couple of really great things. Uh, It is our ALS awareness night. Um, You may notice with Eric's disease. Um, you know, that's a really important cause to, to our community. Pat Grange was an incredible, incredible soccer player here in New Mexico. Uh, he, he passed away about, oh, man, 10 to 15 years ago now, but he played for the Lobo soccer team, uh, you know, diagnosed with ALS and fought and fought and fought. And his family, the Grange family, incredible people they are, still continue to fight for a cure for ALS. Um, and so every year we partner with them one night a season. Uh, we hold our number fours for Pat in the air during the fourth minute, and we raise some money uh, for the ALS Association, um, which we're really proud of. And then in addition to that, uh, just to make it as confusing as possible, we've got ALS night. It's also American Sign Language, or ASL night. Um, we're, we're bringing awareness to our, our deaf community, which is a big part of the United community here as well. We're going to have uh, sign language, American Sign Language translators with our national anthem, with our chance of the match. Um, we're featuring some of our, our deaf fans throughout the throughout the game, and oh, I'm really yeah. just kind of focusing on that as well. So we're really excited about that. I, I got the cutest story real quick. Hit me. So my nephew, my girlfriend's niece, okay, okay, so whatever that is. I don't know what that association is. So I'm at his, like, junior high graduation. He's talking to his mom. They both speak ASL. Okay. And he's, like, whatever, jerking around during the ceremony. Yeah. And she hits him with the hand down, like, sign language stop move. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he hits her back with the double stop move. Oh, and you stop. You, it's, no, like, you it's stop. From all the way across, like, this ceremony, they're <gasps> fighting, like, via, um, like, oh, ASL. God, and I'm amazing. dying laughing with how cute it is. So that's awesome, Dave. It's awesome that you guys are able to connect with the community, and especially those that are differently able. You know, because it's, it's, it's interesting to me to see how people enjoy the game differently, but they still enjoy it as much. So big shout-out to you guys for that, uh, obviously. What is the ticket situation for Friday? Are they still available? They What, they all sold out? What's the deal? They're available. Like I said, we're expecting over 11,000, which for, for my, would probably, my guess, would probably be the – 
the highest Friday night crowd that the league's ever seen if we get over 11,000. Um, so we would love to continue to bump those numbers up. They're available, but there aren't a ton left. So if you want you want a good spot, I would say probably get on that today, um, tonight, if, you, if you're hoping to get in. Uh, there's not a bad seat in that house. Ice Tubs Park is wonderful. But I would really, uh, really recommend you get on it quickly because they're going to go quick. Tickets available still under $20. There are tickets available. So Ooh, keep that in mind. Yep. There are. So Absolutely. Three, point, three points on Friday will not only catapult us past Sacramento, but, Fred, you're going to love this. Yeah. It will all most likely force El Paso out of the playoff the, picture. Good. Finally. Yeah. And that feels That's great. A long time coming. Yeah. It's uh, it's a double opportunity, right? They call matches that uh, that are against a team that you really need to be. They call them six pointers, three points for you, three points they didn't get. This is absolutely a six pointer on Friday, and it's a big one. I'm about that. So, as you guys finish up the game Friday night at home with the big win over El Paso, how quickly do you and everyone else at the United turn it right around and just become Lobo fans? Well, we never stop being Lobo fans, right? I mean, it's like right. I said, Saturday. I'm gonna, I'm going to the game on Saturday. I watch the Lobos beat Maine. Looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's a busy weekend. Certainly, going to United and going to the Lobos, but this is the best time of the year. You got soccer, you got football. Um, you know, where baseball is reaching the home stretch. I mean, I, I love, love this time of year. College football starting up. NFL is going to be starting up here in a few weeks. This is great. All right, Dave. Anything we missed? We're going to cut you loose and bring in Ned James. Hey, say hi to Ned for me. Have a great time, guys, and we'll see you on Friday. There we go. See you there, brother. So much We'll go just a minute early so we can get Ned lined up. I'm excited for the Friday, though. I'm real excited because, like, the number one, we got, like, a whole month till there's more home games. So if you're like, oh, I'm just going to wait, you got to go to this one. Yes. This is the one. Like, make this, the like, the sports weekend. Hey, it's it's literally September tomorrow. Like, summer is over. Celebrate through the weekend. And then, like, start your seasonal depression early. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I right. yeah. <laughs> already started. Hey, the second the temp dips below 70, I start going to my psychiatrist. Two men on. <laughs> <laughs> Channel 20, Comcast Channel 26 and 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. Hell yeah. Yes. That's a yes. This is 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. This is my favorite intro. The Roseanne. The Rose- <laughs> my favorite intro of our new intros. I do it love it. It just reminds me of a young John Goodman every time. The uh, Hey, big shout out to a friend of the show, Man- uh, Manuel, who just came through. Uh, he was an absolute blast. Made a, made a monetary donation to Locker 505. Yep. Like shot the stuff for a little bit, took a photo. We'll put that up on the gram. So thank you to a friend of the show, Manuel, who stopped by. He was a uh, he was a hoot. So joining us now on the friend of the show hotline, Ned James. Ned, welcome. Hey, what's up? Long time. How you doing? Oh my Chris? god, we we have taken too long because me and Van have watched like four episodes of Hard Knocks, and we haven't had a chance to call you <laughs> and ask you if that's really how it works or if it's all just ham. <laughs> Uh, it's a little bit of both, actually, because you know, when you get those cameras in front of you, sometimes guys get a little, you know, into themselves. And so, but for the most part, it's pretty, pretty accurate. You know, guys are—it's pretty much how how guys behave during the during camp. So, we'll see how Detroit the, does this year. The part that's most interesting to me about it, and tell me if this is real or just for TV, it's whenever they're in the auditorium doing the meetings. Do all the guys like only sit with the other position guys? Is there like right. do they all hate each other? How come I don't see any quarterbacks hanging out with defensive linemen? 
No, you know, guys kind of hang out with the guys they're going to meet with in meetings a lot of that, but it's, it, no, not necessarily. Guys generally sit next to their buddies, guys that they like uh, during those team meetings, but a lot of times, you know, they're organized based on offense, defense. There'll be offense on one side, defense, just in case, you know, the one group has to stay and the other group has to leave. You know, they don't have everybody all scattered all over the place. So they try to. And you're here to help us kick off the 2022 Lobo football season and. You know, you're, you're the quarterback guru here, so that's where we're going to start. I want to hear your thoughts on Miles Kendrick. What does he bring to the team, and what what's, how did he stand apart from the rest of the quarterback group? You know, what was interesting about Miles was even in the spring, I said, you know, even on a broken leg, he's limping around. I said, you know, he's short, but he really is the best quarterback out there. You know, that's, that's not trying to knock the guys, but I am kind of knocking the other guys because he really was. You know, he's really a talented uh, guy, um, and I can see why they brought him in. He, he can really do a lot of things. You know, he's really a good uh, athlete, and he can really move well in the pocket. He's got a good arm. Um, I haven't seen, you know, the kind of the explosive playmakers outside. You know, Luke Weissong is explosive, but I have yet to see him kind of show that in a game. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he does in year two. Uh, but Miles, is, is he's kind of a Russell Wilson-type guy. You know, he's one of those short guys nice. with big okay, hands, great good slide in the pocket, and he's really good uh, at creating plays uh, on the run. But uh, we'll see. You know, this is going to be the first game, you know, here uh, against Maine. He's a big, you know, physical team. They're not quite as fast as what he's going to see later on in the year. But um, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see because he really does move well in the pocket, and uh, he really is a pretty good passer. Who are we going to see standing next to him in the backfield, though? I mean, obviously there's been significant change at the running back position for the Lobo. So who's going to be back there to protect him? Who's going to be back there to bail him out when he's in situations? Well, Nate Jones is not going to play this game. He's really talented. Nate's really the best running back out you know, on the team, but he's, he's going to miss this game. But, you know, you got Sherrod White and, and the freshman Christian Washington. You know, Jaden Hullaby, the transfer from Texas, who can play. Chad Alexander. Who, uh, who's been here for a couple of years now? Who's a talented guy out of New Orleans, you know. So they'll be running back by committee. They're, they've got a good, pretty good stable of running backs. And the little kid up at, from Rio Rancho, I can't think of his name right now. He he's not he bad. Helped. He he's kind of flashing. He's uh, uh he's gonna be interesting down the road. Uh, I'm curious to see how he does uh, as we go through the season. Uh, but he's probably the fifth guy. You know, he's down the road. But he but they've been really good. Those running backs have been. Pretty, uh, pretty exciting to watch in practice. Uh, this freshman kid, this Christian Washington, I'm curious to see how he plays. Uh, they're really high on him. Uh, Sherrod White's going to get the start at tailback. Uh, and, and uh, you know, so they'll play a lot of running backs. But uh, I'm interested to see because Christian Washington, he's really flashed. I mean, I've really seen, he kind of reminds me of, people remember Tyrone Owens a couple years back. He's got that big burst. He's a small guy who, who's really, you know, once he hits the hole, I mean, he's just really explosive once he gets into the secondary uh, or into the, the next level of the linebackers. Uh, is really going to be exciting. He's shown flashes in practice, but, uh, you know, the games are different. Um, we'll see. You know, this is going to be an inexperienced running back group, but uh, they have flashed in practice, so uh, I think they'll be all right. Ned, we know that a Coach G and Coach Long-led defense – is going to be one of the best in the Mountain West. But I want to hear your opinion on this offense. What's, what's the, the medium expectation from this off, offense, and how far can they take it? 
Now, our offense or main offense? Which one offense are we talking about? Lobos. Yeah, Lobos offense. Oh, the Lobos are. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the, that's the million dollar question, you know, because, you know, this is, this is going to be Danny's third season. And so, you know, the offense hasn't been as productive as people, you know, expected it to be. Um, and they're curious to see if, uh, you know, we've had these big name quarterbacks come in last year. Uh, with the kid from Kentucky, and now, you know, we've got another transfer from Kansas uh, in Miles. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 you know it, it's hard to say. You know, I don't, I don't want to really place judgment yet until we get Kendrick in at least one game. Uh, he's, he's shown me something different in practice, and I'm biased to short quarterbacks, and so I know what my prejudices are. <laughs> and so they got to really do something <laughs> when the game starts in order for me to kind of, you know, really kind of fall. I'm still kind of I'm dumbfounded. I can't, I don't even have words how you give a Lily Putin or Oompa Loompa $230 million in Kyler Murray. So I'm still flabbergasted by that. But with that being said, you know, these, these short guys now are really changing the game with the RPO game. You know, they're, they're really causing some confusion with defensive guys, uh, uh, being that extra guy in the run game. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how Miles plays. Uh, from that standpoint, because he really does really, he, 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 he's just like Russell Wilson a little bit to me. He kind of slip slide. I call it slip slide. Those guys were looking at me like I was crazy yesterday in that press conference. I said, yeah, he slip slides in the pocket. They're all looking at me like, what the heck does slip slide mean, man? And so that's why, I, I mean, I see him. He does that in practice a lot. Um, I haven't seen that big play out of the receivers yet. I'm, I'm you know, I'm waiting to find that one guy in the passing game that can really, you know, really be the guy that's uh, going to be a go-to guy. I know people are excited by Luke Weissog and his speed and, and uh, the Arizona State transfer, uh, Gordon uh, Porter. Uh, but, you know, they haven't shown it to me yet. So uh, it'll be an interesting uh, uh, test. Uh, the Lobo faithful, Lobo fans are expecting some explosiveness on offense. And if they don't get it, they're going to call it out. So we've got to see something uh, – uh, uh, as far as uh, exciting, I guess, with the, with the offense. But uh, the key thing is to win the game. Uh, I know that's what the head coach wants is just to win the game. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we want to see some progress with the offense, and I'm sure that's why, you know, these kind of questions keep coming up. You obviously, we every time you and I talk, now we talk about the offensive side of the ball because you know that's kind of where we lean. But defensively, it looks like a team that can probably cover the whole field. The as far as sideline to sideline, I think there's a lot of speed defensively in the backs, and I think there's a lot of speed at the linebacker position too. Are you excited to see this defense try to shut down not just Maine but other opponents? And then how do you feel about the possibility of takeaways for the defense? Do you think they're going to be able to force turnovers this season? Well, you know, Dante Martin is a four-year starter. He's been, he's been starting here at corner. I'm waiting to see something exciting out of him. You know, he's, he's, he's had plenty of opportunity and plenty of time. I know he's He's battled some injuries, um, but I've got to see him be that number one corner. Uh, otherwise, the corner situation is, is something that's going to be interesting. There's a freshman out there that's showing flashes, but he's a freshman. I don't really see, you know, that that guy at corner. Um, now, the two best players on the on the defense probably are Tavian Coombs, who plays the Lobo backer, and Jared Reed, who's the safeties, all conference safeties, and uh, and. Uh, and Tavian Coombs led the team in tackles last year. And so he's a really explosive, really sideline-to-sideline hitter. Now, up front with Falkenstall and, and, and um, Harris and, and those guys, I mean, we don't have that Joey Noble nasty guy. 
we I, I've got to see who that's going to be. Who's going to be that dog in the secondary? And other than Tavian, you, you know, the back end guys with with Tavian and, and Jarek Reed being, you know, probably the two best players. Who's going to be that dog up front? Who's going to be the guy that you say, okay, this is the guy that people are going to have to worry about on in the front, whether it's linebackers or whether it's uh, defensive linemen. So I, I'm still sh- struggling to see. I, I see talent, but I don't see that dog. Yeah, I don't see that what. I guess because Joey Doble was so dang mean, you know, he was even mean in his, mm-hmm. in his, his uh, interviews. Uh, I don't see that real tough, tough guy <laughs> on the front. But you know, maybe maybe he'll make up with with some athletes up front. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to see who's going to be that bell cow up front. Uh, I, I don't I don't see it yet, but I'm, I'm curious to see which which guy flashes uh, from that group. Uh, but like I said, I just think that the strength is in the is in safety and the, and the Lobo, which is like a rover. Backer Tavian Coombs and uh, and Jarek Reed. Uh, other than that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see which guy flashes on defense. Lobos at home, Lobos from a more competitive division, Lobos with the better roster, Lobos with the more experienced coaching staff. Ten point favorites yeah, but, at home. But here, we're up against the break. And quick, quick, quickly, how do they make sure yeah. that this isn't a trap game? And they start off the season strong. Well, the other thing I wanted to throw in here, the kicking game to me, and I go back to my own experience, my first year ever coaching, 100 years ago when I started coaching, the legendary George Allen, Washington Redskins, Super Bowl, all those great things, George Allen. I worked with him my second year coaching football. And the first thing he asked for when he took over uh, the staff, when he came in and coached us at Long Beach State after working with Ronald Reagan and and the government in the White House, he asked, do we have a kicker? And it's important to me that we have a good kicking game and that we have a good punter and a good kicking. J.J. gets over all the time. I always say, I always go look at the kicker and the punter first because of that experience with George Allen. Because <laughs> he says, you know, if you can't kick the ball, that's when the game starts. You're going to have some problems throughout the game. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about our kicking game. Now, with George Steinkamp is a, is a strong leg. And, and he's really, really uh, worked hard at being a good kicker, but I'm not quite sure. But Aaron Rodriguez is a seasoned veteran. He's okay. Not spectacular, but okay. I'm concerned about the kicking game. we got to be efficient in the kicking game if we're going to not get, you know, knocked off in games like this, like a trap game like this. You know, we don't know much about Maine other than they're big. Um, they're returning. They got a lot of graduate transfers. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get off the plane in cardigans and loafers because a lot of East Coast guys, you know, those, those uh, you know, old twenty guys out east, and uh, you know, so but they've got a lot of New York yo 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 guys coming, <laughs> transfer graduate transfers out of New York and uh, and New Jersey. So you know, they're going to have a tough group in here coming in here. But uh, you know, we should be able to handle what I've seen on film. I don't like to you know denigrate anybody. Uh, they look big, but they look slow, and and that's a recipe for disaster when you play against Rocky and uh, Danny's defense. So um, sure. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how they play. They want to run the ball. They're pretty conservative. They've got some little gadgets that they that they throw at you. They really like their quarterback. Um, uh, he's a big guy. I got to look at him a little bit more. I'm not as sold as everybody else is on him, so I need to look at him a little bit more. Um, but uh, they've got some, you know, running backs. Okay, decent. Um, uh, and they got, you know, they lost a lot of their receivers, so they've got some new guys playing receiver for them. The tight end is back. Uh, he's average. 
Uh, he wasn't really the starter the year before. So I don't think, you know, I think people are trying to say, hey, they won their last couple games, so they should be okay. Um, we'll see. Um, I, I think, you know, once the game starts, you know, the altitude, you know, they're coming from the East Coast and sea level. You know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how our guys fly around. A lot of our guys are new to new as well, but um, this is, like you said, it is a trap game because, you know, you don't know a whole lot about them other than what you've seen on film. Um, I think they're kind of big and slow, in my opinion. Um, we should be able to really run up the score on them if we can actually get, you know, the ball to the guys that, you know, should be able to make plays. Uh, but like you said, these guys haven't, you know, they haven't done it before. Our guys haven't done it. So we've got to wait. we got to wait and see. Uh, the first game is always telling. And you'll be able to predict the rest of the games by what you see that first game. Um, I think Nate Jones will, will make a big bump second week with the offense, but uh, this week is, is going to be a surprise, so we're going to have to sit tight and, 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 and just check it out. Thank you so very much, Ned. You are the absolute best. We are up against it. See you Saturday, brother. See you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ned. Kim Kershaw joining us when we get back. Tuman on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Come armchair quarterback with the opening drop. Weekday mornings starting at 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Coach Gonzalez joining us at 5 o'clock. That's going to be very good. We're obviously going to continue the Lobo conversation. And joining us right now on the program, friend of the show, friend in real life to van only, Kim Kirshen of Locker 505. Kimberly, how are you? Well, how are you guys today? Doing well. Oh, so good. What's up? There's just like a lot of donations here at Pinon, and you don't know how to handle it? They, I'll tell you what, did they rock it or what? I, mean, I am so excited. They, me and Van, whatever. Okay, I know you're... We don't need any credit <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> well, you get a little credit. You guys are putting the word out there along with uh, New Mexico Pinon. But yeah, um, they have both of the... Uh, branches that we've been at or the stores that we've been at have just rocked it and um even um alameda Alameda. yeah yeah Yeah. we've had to go make a pickup there as well so uh it's been it's been awesome it's been a lot of fun um you know getting to know the store managers they're like the friendliest people ever i don't know if you guys have really come in and said hey to them and stuff um but they are like the friendliest people ever yeah they uh, new mexico pinion coffee only attracts amazing people i don't know how they do it uh, you know how you do it because Locker Five Hundred Five only attracts amazing people. Oh well, thank you. We, and Kim, let me t- let me tell you the secret to getting uh, these record amounts of donations. This is a secret. I- you. Well, it's not anymore because I'm about to say it out loud oh, okay. yes. on radio and television and the internet. Okay, all right. Well, I'm carrier, all ears. Carrier pigeon, probably. What we do is we pin the stores against each other. That's what we did. Blood. We feuds. start a we start a blood feud. Blood feuds. Gotcha. And that will. Only end in tragedy. Yes. The, so much like the go. Biggie and Tupac yeah. story. And when, like the, when Manuel came in today and donated that money, that doesn't yes. technically count for the like clothing donation. Yes. But but now like there has to be money donations at all the other. All, all the other stores That's have to rule. step it up, yeah. right? Uh huh. That's the rule. Okay. Thank so you. if your favorite stores, the one on them, 
you know, in Real Rancho, yeah. you better get out there step and help them step it up. Yeah. So if your famous store is Alameda. I get it. I see what you guys have done. We don't just do sports adjacent content here. We do sports. How come your New Mexico State Aggies are losers and they're 0-1 and they're about to get stomped on by Minnesota? What's up with your team? I, I know. You know, it's <laughs> nothing new. I, I mean, I, you know that I'm an Aggie. I went to school down there and stuff, but I... Um, They've never been good. I'm sorry I can't defend them. They, they've always struggled. Basketball is their sport, if they have one. Um, basketball, football has never, ever been their the sport. Only, the the only thing that Las Cruces and New Mexico State excels at is partying. That is a party school and a party city, okay. and it's ranked high every year. Well, I will say there was some of that done. So it doesn't matter if you lose the game, if you're blackout drunk and don't remember anyways. <laughs> you're still pretty happy. You know, yeah, you're, you're having a good no time. Yeah. yeah, you're having a good time. But I do have to say, you guys are talking about the Lobos. Yes, yes, all day. And and you know that I've become a huge fan. I actually have degrees from both universities. Oh, so, that's a flex. That's so a flex. I don't know good what job, you... Switzerland. I don't know what you call me a... a Albo a Bene- or a Benedict a Arnold. Logie. A, a Logie. A Logie. Yeah, a Logie. Um, I, yeah, I actually have. But I, I tell you what, the Lobos have really stepped up for Locker 505. Yes, they As have. you know, they have done some stuff. They helped us move. Um, when we moved, all the football players were out there um, and stuff. And so uh, I plan on going to some games just so I can see those guys in the only Aggie game action. I'm going to go to this year is in two weeks and it's September the 10th when UTEP plays New Mexico State because they'll both be 0-2 and it'll be the battle of the biggest losers <laughs> of and all time. Al- again, it always has been. That is not something new, Fred. Yeah, but I want El Paso to catch that L. That's how I feel about that. Okay, yeah. well, that's that. okay. We I wouldn't mind the Aggies to to win one. Locker so. 5, locker505.org. Thank you so very much, Kim, for joining us. Thank you for all the donations from the friends of the show. Yes, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. When we get back, Coach Gonzalez will join us. We're going to talk Lobo football. Big thank you to all the friends of the show that have been out thus far. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now, now betting for the, for the Sports, sports animal, animal, your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two Men, Men on, on Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and, and Fred, Fred Slow, and in the on deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back live from New Mexico Pinion Coffee, you can find us at the Fourth Street location, Fourth and what did I say it was? Douglas MacArthur. 5222 4th Street Northwest coming out with your boys. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, and I know friend of New Mexico Pinion Coffee, head coach of your New Mexico logos, Coach G, Danny Gonzalez. Welcome. Yo. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing down there? You're in a great spot. That's my neck of the woods. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're hanging out. We're having a lot of fun. We're doing it well. Thank you for being on our program. Lobo Talk. Starts the season on KKOB, Van. It's 7 p.m. on Thursdays uh, or 7 p.m. on Wednesdays if there's a Friday game. And Coach G is obviously a part of that. Uh, so what, you're like the best radio get in the whole state, huh, Coach? You're, you're making all the rounds? Well, you know what? We're, we're going out tomorrow night to Salt Yard East, which is a new location, which I'm super excited about. I mean, they, they were so excited to have us over there. There's a lot of games. The food is great. It's a great environment. So tomorrow night's going to be a lot of fun. People should come on out and... The people that love talking about Lobo football and all those fun things will be out there having fun. So I enjoy it. I mean, I like talking to all you guys. I mean, all you 
what you guys do for our community is awesome. And talking about our high school sports and college sports, I mean, it's, it's outstanding. I appreciate the kind words, Coach G. Um, before we start talking X's and O's in the matchup, let's talk about packing University Stadium. Like you guys are doing a few different things this year in the student section and being more accommodating to children and families. Can you speak a little bit on that? Well, you know, we, we've upgraded some of our concessions. I mean, you've got some grab-and-go options. Um, we moved the student section to the north end with the north end howlers, and our band's going to be over Let's there. Go. It helps get nice. the students out of the sun. It gets them closer to some of those amenities. And I want to make that north end zone just like the old Cleveland Brown dog pound. I mean, I want it to be crazy and nuts and those kids – have fun and get after it. And if we can create an environment that is inviting to people and young families to go down there and scream and be nuts, we only get seven opportunities to fill this stadium up in a year. So why not take advantage of it? We've, we've made it very affordable for families. Uh, We've got a lot of great food options. There's going to be some fireworks and all those things. So it's an exciting opportunity and, and you're going to get an opportunity to watch a football team that plays their tails off. We'll be a competitive football team. And it'll be a fun Saturday and a fun way to fill your fall Saturdays. Coach, I know we talk a lot about season tickets, talk about single-game tickets. We, we kind of cover the, the how to get in. But what I think we need to communicate is the experience now, and that's we are basically a normal experience at this point. We're basically post the COVID restrictions. You're going to be out there and celebrate the, the athletics the way you traditionally have. Is that a conversation you're having often with Lobo fan when you're passing through the community? Or are they excited for a, a return to normality? You know what? I, I am so excited that people don't use the term new normal anymore. I never wanted to mm-hmm. live in a new normal. I wanted to live in the world we live in. And that's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I think there were some, some benefits that came out of that. Uh, the touchless ticketing, the, the touchless parking. I mean, those things will help, and they'll speed some of those things up. But we've got some normalcy going on. We've got food trucks. We've got food options in the stadium. Uh, we've eliminated the lines that we had last year. Uh, we, we Against New Mexico State, we weren't totally prepared, and we've learned from that opportunity. So I'm excited about what's going to happen in our in our stadium. And then our new apparel deal, we've got some. Uh, we've got a new company that's going to have a bunch of Nike gear out there for people to buy. I mean, it's going to be a great opportunity to come to University Stadium, pack the den, and leave with some really cool stuff. Coach, uh, we had to take the uh, famous cottonwood tree down that's been there since the uh, early 80s. Is this, is this our uh, B.C. and A.D. moment, year three? of Coach G's program and year one of a treeless student section? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct you a little bit. That tree's been there since 1960 when they opened the stadium they planted it. Oh, my and goodness. In 1980, it started giving off shade and all that stuff. So it was uh, sad to see are. that thing go down, but it does create some opportunities for our stadium at the same time. So. Um, I got a big piece of that log that I'm taking home that I'll keep with me forever. Nice. Um, it was really sad to see it, but it really was. Um, after it fell down and you saw the beetle rot and everything inside, I'm really glad that it happened when it happened because that would have been a horrific deal if it would happen during one of our games when you have people over there. So uh, we won't have as many people over there because they were there for the shade. That shade is no longer there. So you know what? Sit in your seat. Stay in the stands. Let's get close together and be loud and loudy and um, year three is exciting. I mean, we have a chance to be a very competitive football team, which is which is really exciting. It's kind of how I had my vision playing out. Year three, you'll see a lot of improvement, and then 
over the next three, four years, you're going to see us competing for conference championships. And that was the whole goal when I took this job in December of uh, 19. I think all the students that uh, hogged all the shade hadn't taken uh, the class, the basic common knowledge classes yet that hats exist. Yeah, buy a hat. You can buy a hat. A hat on. Just wear a Lobo hat. No doubt. I wore no doubt. a Lobo hat. I wore a exactly. I wore a cowboy hat this past weekend, Coach, as I was riding horses. You have a different type of stable. you got a running back stable. Talk to me a little bit about the backfield. Talk to me about some of the athletes that we're going to see this weekend. You know, we, we do have a, a really uh, what I think is a unique backfield. Uh, we've got some different guys that have different abilities that's going to be outstanding to watch. I mean, we've got some guys back there that have 10-4, 10-500-meter speed. They're not track guys. They're really? football players, which is exciting. Uh, you've got Nate Jones and Sherrod White and Jaden Holoby who are a little bit bigger, and they're physical runners. They're, they're nasty. So we've got an opportunity to get some guys in the backfield that can touch it and take it 80 yards for a touchdown. We've got some guys we can get on the perimeter. So you're going to see a lot of different formations, a lot of different movements, some motion guys, and see how we can get those guys in space and see what they can do. Coach, we're, uh, I think we got enough time removed from the previous coaching staff uh, that we could start and looking at what you're trying to do with your personnel uh, offensively and defensively. Sticking with the offense, do you feel like you have the personnel, you have the tools to run the offense that you envisioned when you started building this program? You know what, I, that's probably the, the biggest question mark of our program and the most exciting part of our program at the same time. I think the do- job that we've done recruiting up front on the offensive line uh, is really going to give us a chance to be just a competitive, physical football team. I mean, they look better, they're bigger, they're taller, they're faster, they're stronger. Part of that's because of the weight room. Part of that is because of the guys we were able to recruit and see them in person. And that's, I mean, that's going to be the nature of our program. How physical, how how mean and nasty can we be? And we're not a dirty team. Never, ever accuse our team of being dirty. We're going to play within the rules. But I think there's a fine line of when that whistle's blowing and that pile switching, guys ought to be hitting it on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's the fun nature of playing football. And we have some guys on the outside at wide receiver that I think can take the top off. We're going to take eight to ten deep shots a game, which I think is exciting for fans, and especially when you connect on them. But what it does is it spreads the field out. They can't put eight or nine guys in the box and stop the run with that because if they do, we'll just run right by them on the outside. So they're gonna, we can loosen them up, and then our guys get the opportunity to be physical and take advantage of, of the things that we do up front. So I think you're going to start to see the vision of what we have in store offensively. Um, like I, I've said it a numerous times, Coastal Carolina is a great example of what our vision is. I mean, the, the 97 and 96 global football teams with Donald Sellers and Graham Lee at quarterback that had an option mixed to it, but they were a play-action, run-heavy, throw it over the top kind of football team that that's the vision that i see for our offense coach i was talking to mike vital our producer off air and he made mention a couple times of the importance of the offensive line gelling early in the season is that is that a quote he stole from you or is or is he on point with that analysis you know i think mike vital is a very very smart man i mean obviously he does all the technical side of the radio and gets gets you guys keeps you on air and does all does all those things uh, he's a man of faith, which is straight to my heart, but he's a football guy. And every team, if, if the offensive line is, is good, you've got a chance to be a really good football team because when the big guys are walking around the building, 
and they're grabbing the little guys by the back of the neck and putting them in the right place and, and making sure they stay in line, you've got a chance to be successful. And I think that's kind of where we're getting into our program finally. Now, we've got seven transfers in the, in the offensive line. We've got two guys that played as true freshmen. So we had to do some different things to get those guys to be cohesive. And we were very innovative through the offseason. I mean, Coach Linsmeyer took them camping up to the Hamas Mountains. Uh, we did some work with the Albuquerque Police Department and some scenarios. Uh, I think it was good team building. I think it was uh, it gave those guys some reality to what our police officers do in this community and how important they are to this community and how we can work together to learn those things. And then it also gives them opportunities after they're done playing football. So we did a lot with those with that group to help with that cohesion. And if those guys, uh, I think it helped during fall camp. And if they can do that. When offensive linemen can talk to each other without being verbal, you have a chance to be really successful. Coach, I need to get you to just change gears a little bit here and talk about Henry Tafoya. So yesterday you guys presented uh, Henry Tafoya, who's been such a vital part of the media for so many years here in town. He, he was the most welcoming to us when we started this program. But you guys gave him a 45 jersey and uh, kind of a special moment between the university and those that have put so much effort into covering it. Uh, obviously, Lifetime Lobo, you are. Talk about Henry T. a little bit and talk about his impact on the football program. Well, you know, Henry Tafoya is an icon in this town. Uh, I had the pleasure of going to school with his son, um, I grew up in a time where Henry T. He was on. He was a news anchor on both KRQE on KOB TV, um, the old KGSW fourteen, which is now my fifty TV. There you go. He was able to do some of those mobile games. Um, he he did high school games. He had a radio station KDEF back in the day that was also fourteen fifty, where high school teams like the Valley Vikings when I was in high school and and played basketball. Both we were on the radio, we were excited. I mean, it was back when the old cassette tape players, we'd record the game so we could listen to him talk about us after the game as a 14, 15, and 16-year-old kid. And Henry T. has that legendary voice and was really exciting, almost that Harry Carey vibe. So he's been such an integral part of our community, and he's covered this community for 45 years. Um, He's obviously getting older which for him to be out there is just spectacular. I mean, nothing's going to take him down, I can tell you that. And I thought it was a great opportunity for somebody who's been a, an icon in our community for 45 years. And I'm going to give Frank Mercogliano a lot of credit um, and probably should get all the credit because he brought the idea to me. And I just thought it was a tremendous idea to honor somebody. And the way we did it with the 45 jersey, I mean, he's a lobo through and through. Um, he asked questions. I mean, there, there was... I mean, the old, if anybody's seen the Bobby Knight make a million different faces, that's from an NCAA regional Henry T question. I mean, those kind of things, that's the kind of stuff that Henry T did. So it was a great opportunity to honor a legend of our community. I'm so thankful that I've got to know him and that I've got to be a part of what he's created in Albuquerque. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about him because he's a special person to me. He's basically my surrogate grandpa. My fantasy football I, team is named the Fighting Derrick Henry Tafoyas. <laughs> That's awesome. That's no, awesome. Not joking. Uh, it's, it's, no, he's, he's not joking. It's, <laughs> it's a fact. All right, Coach, going down, University Stadium, 6 o'clock this Saturday. Here's your opportunity. Rally the troops. Rally the friends of the show. Rally the loyal listeners. What are they going to see? They're going to see a football team that comes out and plays hard. They're going to see guys that, that are aggressive, that play the football, the game of football the right way. 
Um, I hope we see a, a big crowd here at University Stadium. I understand it's Labor Day weekend and people go down to the lake and do all those things. But you know what? If you're in the town of Albuquerque for the weekend, come on out Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Let's have some fun. Cheer on the Lobos. These kids have worked their tails off. They're a big part of your community. So they're one of you. So come on out here and let's all do this together and have some fun. And you're going to see a football team that plays their tails off. I promise you that. Coach, thank you so very much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for all you do. You know what? Good luck on Friday night up in, in Las Vegas. Um, in the future, I'm going to try and get that game here. It didn't work out this year, but that's a game that our, our in-state schools can play in our stadium, and we got a bunch of alumni from both Eastern and Highlands that can come and watch the game here. So that vision is not gone. I mean, uh, Fred had a great idea in trying to get that started. We'll get that worked out in the future. Uh, good luck Friday. Um, let's see everybody out there Saturday. Thank you guys for all you do. I appreciate you. Enjoy Pinon Coffee. You're, like I said, you're in my neck of the woods. Go Lobos. <laughs> Coach Gonzalez, the man. The uh, That's a little off-air stuff that I, we haven't super talked about on the broadcast, but right. uh, I sat down with Coach Gonzalez earlier in the year because uh, I always talk about being the – I'm the voice of New Mexico Highlands University. But as you know, Van, and I think a lot of friends of the show are probably aware, um, I'm actually the director of communications for athletics. You know, So I, I kind of actually do have a little bit of pull-up there, and it was – Hey, Coach, you know, we got Highlands. He's got Eastern tomorrow, Thursday. And it was, what if we play this bad boy in Albuquerque? What if we play sure. this bad boy down where, you know, where the, the alums from all those places are? And we had had this big conversation about doing a big high school weekend. And, and we move kind of, I don't want to use the word premier, but we we move maybe the more attended high school games to, uh, over there at the university and just kind of figure the whole thing out. And uh, logistically, it didn't work out this year, but I uh, promise you it will next year. That's the plan. This was good. Let's have uh, Rob Portnoy come in after this. We're talking a little bit more Lobos. Deal. Talk about he. Uh, they're going to have the best broadcast in all the Mountain West this year. There's no sure. doubt in my mind. So we'll touch on that. We'll see what he's excited about. Um, I know he's going to be excited about starting a minute late because that's that we went to commercial a minute late. Two men on. I'll get the sponsors later. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. New, New Mexico, Mexico Sports, Sports Authority. Authority. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're back on the program. On this program, our very good friend Rob Portnoy. Let's go, Rob. What's going on, boys? How are you? Oh, we're laughing. Well, I tell you what, we're having a moment right now. So during the break, uh, Christina Ortiz, who is the like the operations director here at New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we're at the Fourth Street location today. She brought me a pumpkin spice latte. Have you ever had this before, Rob? No, is it a must try? It. I tell you what. If you skip this, you're basically skipping the whole uh, fall harvest and holiday season because mm-hmm. this, to me, is like warmth and home and happiness. So there you go. Well, I love all of those things, and if that delivers, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Come and get this, and if you want it for ten percent off, bring a donation to Locker Five Hundred Five because you know that's how we do it out here at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. How jazzed are you for the upcoming season, Rob? How jazzed are you to get back in the broadcast booth? I am pumped, and I cannot wait to see our new quarterback get his first start. I had a, a great conversation with Miles Kendrick today, and fans can hear that uh, during our pregame show on Saturday. Um, what he has endured himself individually, guys. And then on top of that, um, what his father, who is, 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 you know, his role model, really, what his father has gone through is just amazing. And 
it's a it's an unbelievable family, and he deserves this shot. This this is the first time he gets for the team. All the years, this is his sixth year in college ball. This is the first time he gets the opening day start. It's pretty special. It is special. It's a cool thing. Rob, I know you love putting the focus on others, you know, highlighting others, but I want to turn it inward right now. What are what are you most excited about at the beginning of the Lobo football season? Do we lose you, Rob? Might be going through it a little bit. Got the technical diffs, which is okay. Oh, no. You know, and as a guy who also shares, like, uh, it's a different level. Rob's Rob's the best, right? Rob's number one. Rob brings the heat, brings the talent. Sure. Cool. And I am, I if he's varsity, I'm JV, right? But to me, whenever a sports season is picking up, Van, and, and whenever Rob comes back with us, we'll bring him back in. But to me, it's, it's that moment even, like, before the first game. Because, like, the first one is the big one. So you're going to have pregames. You're going to have tailgates. You're right. going to kind of have an energy. And then also, and I'll give you the example, like tomorrow night, as Eastern comes down to play New Mexico Highlands University in Las Vegas, uh, I know that Eastern is doing like a tailgate as well. Ooh-wee. You know what I mean? So it's like you have a moment for the fan bases to where right now everyone's zero and zero. Right now everyone is on the same playing field. And the excitement of having a chance to, number one, get that W to start, but number one, just – be the best you could possibly be at that moment. There's an energy about that that is not captured again in the year. Yeah, that, that makes total sense too, because it's it's uh, you know everybody's in first place. Yeah, you know everybody's tied for first. You have the excitement of the unknown. Who knows how good? Okay, look, roll tide, brother. Yeah, right. You know, you know, you're going to be good every year. Okay, I I love everything in between Alabama. And then the bottom of the barrel. And I think we're somewhere middle-ish where this season can go anyway. It could break either way. Our defense could be absolutely dominant. No one gets to score off us all year. Yeah. Maybe Miles Kendrick is the truth. Yeah. Maybe those weapons that Coach G added. And Rob is back with us. And what we're doing, Rob, is we were mentioning as we lost you, how just fun it is to have those very first moments, like the first time your team captures a takeaway, the first time your team scores, kind of all those first-time moments and how these guys react after spending the entire summer gelling. Can you talk about your excitement about that too, Rob, just seeing guys do it for the first time? Oh, it's the best. It is literally the best. Um, Jared Hart asked me to put together some highlights from last year, and uh, – so I went through and like the, the Lobos threw a, a touchdown, a, a tight end throwback thing to Trace yeah. Butler, and the excitement—you can just hear it. And no, it, it is—it is so cool. Like you guys hit the nail on the head um, because you watch what these guys go through—investment of time and uh, you know blood and sweat. And they they get beaten down. They get built back up. They they're so um, they the the amount of effort that goes into a college football season to get to see it up close. I, I wish that everybody that roots for the Lobos could get a window, just a just a twenty four hour window. Um, mm-hmm. You know, camp they're they're starting at six and they're going till eight every single day and it happens 15 times 
and it's six, spread eight, out eight, eight, over that. It, <laughs> it, it's incredible how, how how much these guys put in, and it's just so satisfying when when it happens for them. It's it's really fun for me. You're absolutely right. What do you think about Miles Kendrick? How has he impressed you with his? You know, came in here just to transfer, had to learn the offense real quick, had to win a quarterback battle, had to win over the locker room. What are your thoughts on this young man? Uh, he's an adult. He, he literally yeah, is nice. like he's so mature, and, and that's the thing. Like that's what you want from your quarterback, from your leader. Uh, and I saw it initially, and then you could see over the course of the camp, the way that that started to play out and and the guys respond to him. That's what Coach Gonzalez talked about so much is the way that he saw the other guys uh, reacting to Miles. And I'm telling you, I mean, I, I just I feel really good about the offense taking a major step forward. And, and I'm not saying it's going to be a juggernaut, but it will be better than last year's. We know the defense is going to make the team competitive um, I heard Van talking about that. You know, can they shut people down? Well, contemporary college football, it's tough to shut people down, but they will be good enough. Like, they were top 50 last year, and they could take another step forward. They're going to keep the Lobos in games. So if the offense is, is you know, doing just a little bit, this is going to be a fun team that's going to play exciting, close games against really good competition. They have just a tough, brutal schedule. And they're going to be up to the task. They are. They will be competitive. It's going to be a fun year. All right, Rob. we got about two minutes here before the break. The UNM Lobos are victorious this Saturday against Maine if they do what? Take care of the ball and then run it. And I, I fully expect them to do both of those things. Um, Miles Kendrick will make some plays in the past game with this new core receivers because they'll be able to do it off of the run game. I cannot wait to see the new offensive line do its thing against other people for the first time, and it's going to be great. They're going to be so improved. The Lobos could not move the ball on the ground last year, and that's so critical to the success of this team. It's part of the philosophy that Coach Gonzalez learned from Coach Long, and it's, it's key. It's key. They'll be able to do that, and they'll hit some plays over the top because of that in this game. And, and the Lobos went over Maine. Those two things. Just don't give Maine short field, and the Lobos will be fine. The Black Bears have proven that they can score on the short field, so I appreciate that a lot. Rob Portnoy says the team that turns it over less is the team that's victorious. Uh, you're not going to get opposition from this this broadcaster. Wicked schmutz. Wicked schmutz. Rob, uh, thank you so very much for joining us. Good luck this weekend on the broadcast. Uh, you need me to just text you some one-liners for scores, or you feel pretty set up, or are you good? <laughs> Oh, it, it, anything that you can provide. I'm, I, I, I will take any and all suggestions. Yeah. Bring it on. All right, hear me out. So I got a good one. So there's a pass over the middle. A Lobo defender tips it. Another Lobo defender intercepts it. And we just need to hear two men on that interception. Boom. That's all we need. Just two men on that <laughs> interception. So I, I could drop that in, and it would sound totally normal, and you would get your hit. That would be amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, and then I Follow up with, you know, heard Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Naturally. Naturally. Rob, you're the best. It's a harder to drop that in. <laughs> <laughs> what a good dude. The best. He's the best. That's a uh, – I think it gets, like, exhausting to the listener to where it's like, oh, these dudes, like, really love the Lobos. This, this is a, Here's the thing. 
every dude over there is a dude. Yes. Like, and as we like, do we do this broadcast thing? We like dudes and we like dogs. Yeah. And the Lobos are full of dudes and dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, they ain't got no cats. They ain't got no. It's mm-hmm. dudes and dogs, man. Do it. I know you want to. Not a D. Not a DB to be found. There we and go. I'm not talking about defensive back. Like, really like. That. <laughs> We're walking away for a second. Steve Virgin's going to join us. He's from the Journal. Uh, we are very high. We're going to try to get Steve to bring us back down to earth a little bit. Steve. Uh, Steve writes well. Steve knows the game, and and he's going to say, "Hey, these are the things you actually want to watch for when you're breaking down the home team." Tuning on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The The Sports Animal. Sounds like a cool song for a cool guy. Steve Virgin joining us. He's the uh, the assistant sports editor over at the Journal. Welcome, Steve. How are you? Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. So cool already. Oh, absolutely. Oh yes, we're ready for the we're ready for Lobos, but we we've been on the hype train kind of all day long on the Lobos, and the, the uh-huh. reason we're like, hey, we'll put Steve at the end because Steve will bring us back down to earth. Steve knows to tell me what to look at to really break down. That's the team. what I'm here for. That's Steve, what I'm here for. <laughs> Steve, give us the rundown. What are you what are you seeing out there from the squad, and and what are you going to keep an eye on in this home opener against Maine? Uh, put it in simple terms, I, I see a great defense, a very good defense, and not much else. Awesome. But um, we'll get to see more of that um, on Saturday, you know, and then a bigger test on the next week on Friday against Boise State. But, uh, you know, they, they on, on paper, they've proved a lot of areas. Um, they, uh, they should they should store that on, on, on offense, but that, that defense is um, really, really good. And, um the guys they got in place now, they, they they might be able to do something special again, like they did last year, as far as improving all the way to number forty four in the nation on defense. I mean, it's pretty remarkable when you consider um, they weren't they weren't doing that well just two seasons before. But um, that's the strength of the team, obviously. But um, you know, we'll see some other things. I um, the thing that jumped out at me I practiced today or the past couple of weeks is Coach Gonzalez saying that um, they'll take deep shots up to double-digit times a game, you know. And I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, you know. But they said that, that they, you know, they're going to stretch the field sometimes and to, to, to throw it that deep um, anywhere near 10 times a game, you know, that, that means they, they have confidence in the speed that they have on the outside. And I guess uh, we'll see that too. Uh, Steve, I want to pull back a little bit here, and I want to look at uh, the program in general since Coach G has taken over. Year three. Right now, you know, COVID notwithstanding, all the restrictions notwithstanding, had a had a tough run of it. But do you see the progress? Do you see where he said, give me five years, we're going to have a winner. Do you see year three? Do you see this is the right amount of progress for Coach G and the Lobo football program? Yeah, progress has been very noticeable. You know, he's made more right moves than wrong. And um, they're on the right path, that's for sure, you know. I think um, – if if they don't start contending for a title next year, um, I'd be surprised. That's that's how good they've been doing as oh, far as progress it. goes. All right. But um, you know, this year is a tough schedule. It's really tough for them um, the second half of the season. And you know, I don't I don't know if it can happen this year. But next year, if it doesn't, I'd be surprised. You know. But um, as far as championship goes, we'll see from there because you know, Mountain West is, is a really good league, very underrated across the nation. But it's 
a very good conference, and Danny knows that. It's going to be tough, tougher than um, people think that to actually win a championship. Um, but, you know, I think they'll be contending um, 2023, and, and after that, that's that's their plan, not to just contend one year here and there. They want to be doing that every year. And it seems like they're on the right path. You know, the quarterback thing is the, the biggest challenge, I think, that, that's been in the past two years. And we've seen them go to the transfer portal for the second straight year. Um, they got a new quarterback coach, third third quarterback coach in as many years. So they, they want to bring stability to that position. They know how important it is for the future. And um, the portal the portal is always going to be there for quarterbacks. But um, both Coach Ridnour, the quarterback coach, and Dan Gonzalez are on the same page that they want to bring in young guys and develop them in the quarterback room. But, um, you know, if if they find something in the portal, so be it. And that, that's the case this year. Obviously, home against Maine this Saturday, and I think it's going to be a really good example of what the offense is going to try to do. But I know you made point, and I think you even posted a story yesterday on the journal about the running back position. Uh, do you have concerns that that's going to be a deficit, or do you believe after Jones returns that it's going to be a strength for the team? Yeah, as far as the offense goes, I don't, I don't see a bigger strength in the running game. I mean, that is going to be there their strength and the, the foundation of the offense, I think, you know, they, they want it. They want to uh, milk, milk the clock, like, you know, take as much time, let the defense breathe, you know, let the defense rest. And they're going to lean on that running game. And, you know, um, Nate Jones is expected to be back against Boise state. And he's a dynamic runner, very exciting runner. And he's, he's eager to show that after uh, redshirting last season. And um, they do got some other good running backs where they're expected to see uh, Sherrod White start. And, um, you know, I haven't seen him as much during camp, but um, when I do see him, he, he does run hard, which comes all sorts of a physical runner. And um, I, I'm, um, I think a lot of people are excited to see Christian Washington because he's, he's fast. He's probably one of the fastest running backs among the running backs, you know. I think he might be the fastest running back. And um, he, did, he did a lot of good things at Helix High School. And he came here because he was told that he would he would have that opportunity to, to contribute right away, and it's one of the things, one of the reasons why he um, he um, surpassed offers from Arizona and I believe Oregon. And um, he just you know he wanted to play now, and he believes that you know like a lot of those players on the team believe that this is a team that's up and coming, and um, to get a running back like that, I mean, it's a product of. Um, getting more playing time is a product of the portal as well because running backs are moving all across different teams to get more playing time. And I think Christian Washington saw that and he wanted to go to a place where he can um, play right away and stay and not be a guy who goes in the portal. Like, um, you know, just to use an example, I'm not, you know, knocking anybody, you know, Aaron Dumas. He was an exciting runner for the Lobos, and he went in the portal. I was just using that as an example. Right. But, yeah, the running game, is, it, it looks, really, looks really good, um, and they're excited because they, they do believe they got a better offensive line for that. Bigger guys that can, you know, open up holes for them, and uh, that, that, that is going to be a part, big part of the offense for sure. Steve, uh, you know, people are going to be looking at Miles Kendrick. People are going to be looking at Luke Wysong. People are going to be looking at Nate Jones. Who, who's the, the guy that you think Lobo fans should keep their eye on outside of those big three? 
Um, from what I've seen at camp, I think Jordan Porter is going to be a, an exciting player, a receiver. Senior, he's a transfer from Arizona State. And um, I, I, I got to meet him. I'm not meet him, but I got to talk to him more today. And um, the wide receivers coach, Coach Blackman, reminded me of uh, what Porter, Jordan Porter has gone through up until this point to get to the Lobos. You know, he came from Arizona State. He got to learn from receivers that went to the NFL, like in, in Kill Harry, who went to the Patriots, uh, drafted in the first round, I believe, and Brandon Ayuk drafted in the first round by the 49ers. I mean, to, to play behind those guys and learn from them. Um, Jordan Jordan obviously uh, picked up a lot, and he brings a lot to the table as far as experience goes. But he's, a, he's another one of those fast guys that could stretch the field on the outside. Um, and, yeah, he, he's, he's known Danny Gonzalez since he was in high school because when Gonzalez was at uh, Arizona State, he was recruiting in that area as well as in many other areas, but he got to know Porter back then. And I think this, the timing of the, the timing of Porter's opportunity is just like, you know, aligning. It's a good timing for that, for that, uh, for him to come here. And he, from what I've, from what I've seen, he's developed a good rapport with Kendrick. And, uh, you know, we might see that in the opener. Some, I would, I would see, I would expect to see it sometime early in the season because, um, they're they're seeing or they people know that they're they've been working together extra time too after practice and stuff that kind of stuff as far as um trying to get on the same page and um you know Porter I mean uh Miles throws a pretty good deep ball they've, they've been doing that in practice and he has a nice touch you know he's just um you know Miles is five foot ten so sometimes they might have to move him out of the pocket. And we might see that, or we might just see him step up and make some quick throws because, they, like I said, they do believe that they have some fast wide receivers. And if he's a quick release right off the snap, it might happen too. And um, Porter's one of those receivers that can um, provide that big play. Steve, thank you so very much. We are at the break. A one-word answer. Do the Lobos win this Saturday? Yes. Love it. Boom. Love there we go. About. See, Virgin, thank you so very much. <laughs> Obviously, we will make the effort with you a ton throughout the season because as far as knowledge of the team goes, no one has it greater than you. Whenever we get back. Appreciate that, yeah. The Seuss. Josh Sushan joins us. We're going to talk ice tubs baseball. Michael, side note for the program. You have to call Josh. There's no outbound calls for him in Houston for some reason. I don't know either. Tuman on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. We're live in New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're going to be here till 6.05. They close the doors at 6, but I don't care. I'm going to hang out late, man. I don't care at all. Don't keep these lovely people here for five extra minutes, Fred. A lot of what are you doing? A lot of donations today from the friends of the show. That was very nice. We gave away a bunch of coffee, gave away a bunch of isotopes tickets. Speaking of the isotopes, Josh Sushan, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, we get to play baseball, and I get to describe a game. This is exciting. All right. So what, that's like first time in a week? Is that what it is? Uh, it last Wednesday? Yeah. So thanks yeah, to Joe Traub good. and Forrest Stolting and Round Rock announcer Mike Caps who filled in when I was not capable of doing my job. 
You gotta have the you gotta have the pipes, you know. It's the whole thing. It's you gotta have the you gotta have the sound. So Josh has it. You're in Round Rock tonight. You guys are playing one. You're not making up the one from yesterday yet. We'll figure out that out down the road. Uh, but the ISOPs are back in action. I didn't get the game notes. They're not in front of me. Who's on the bump tonight? And is Winton Bernard leading off? Yes, Winton Bernard is leading off. He's in center field, and your friend and my friend Brandon Gold is the starting pitcher. Hey, so there we talked yesterday about. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you. Yeah, we're in on this. Uh, so we talked yesterday about what a bummer it is that Winton got sent down. And, you know, I saw him briefly in the lobby, and no surprise. He had a smile on his face. He was in a good mood. And so now you go back and you look at where he ranks in the Pacific Coast League leaders. He still has enough at-bats to qualify. So he's still first in batting average and second in slugging and seventh in RBIs and second in triples and eighth in stolen bases, even though he spent the last three weeks in the big leagues. So depending on how, whether he stays at AAA the rest of the year, or whether he goes back up, he once again has a really good shot at winning most valuable player of the Pacific Coast League if we're looking for silver linings here. That's kind of crazy. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty stupid. I, I mean, Winton being back is like the most bittersweet experience of the season. You want him to be up with the Rockies, but you also want him to be here in Albuquerque, so you could watch him. That's pretty tough to do right there. Josh, so yeah, I had a rain out yesterday. No, go ahead. No, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, it's you, you feel that way with everybody, right? And I'm excited that, that he showed what he can do. I know there's a lot more that he can do in the big leagues. I mean, he hit 286. He only had one extra base hit. Uh, but he showed how his speed tool is a factor in games, the way that he stole, steals bases and runs down balls in the outfield and is used as a pinch runner. He scored the game winner in extra innings once. And there's a lot more in his hit tool that he did not show. And, um, you know, sometimes the timing is interesting, too, because I remember when he got called out, my first thought was he's actually been kind of slumping, right? Like, it wasn't a huge slump, but he wasn't, like, totally on fire. And I remember thinking, man, I just wish that he could get called up when he's in one of his stretches where he's hitting 500 over the last couple of weeks or something, you know? Yeah. Got a rain out last night, Josh. Um, is it better weather today? Did they build a dome overnight? What's going on in Sugar Land? Good question. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm amazed at how fast they were able to get the dome up. But, yeah, it's up. It's <laughs> yeah. functional. You know, um, it doesn't appear to have any leaks just yet. Um, and it's needed because it's overcast right now, and there is a chance of rain every day while we're here, especially this weekend. But it's clear right now the dome is not needed. And uh, it should be a night in which um, there's no shadows and there's no wind and there's not as much humidity as normal for Houston. Five losses in a row for the Isotopes, and unfortunately that is a sentence that they are familiar with. The good guys can break that losing streak tonight if they do what on the field, Jay? Well, if Winton Bernard does his thing, and let's not forget Sam Hilliard is also back at AAA. They both um, were optioned. Uh, at the same time yesterday, um, I saw them both just checking in. So um, it's interesting. You lose your number three hitter, Sean Bouchard. You lose your number five hitter, Michael Tolia, to the big leagues. But then the guys who come back are batting first and fourth. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic there with the change in the lineup. Um, you know, for the mo- I mean, this has kind of been an ongoing storyline. But when the Topes are not hitting home runs, they're not scoring as many runs as, as they need to. And this is a place where... It's hard to score runs here, so you better manufacture runs here because it's hard to hit homers here and it's hard to score them. 
What do you expect from uh, Boosh and Silent G Tolia going forward? <laughs> um, I want to see what Bouchard can do because he's never been like a high prospect, but when you watch him, you realize he can do it all. Average, power, sneaky speed, pretty darn good defense. Um, his throwing arm is pretty darn good. And so I hope that he is not passive when he's up there. I hope that he just kind of plays reckless abandoned and just gets after it because he's got a lot of ability. And then totally, I mean, shoot, you know, you blinked your eyes and he was gone, which a lot of times happens with some yeah. guys when they get to AAA. And so I just hope that he's able to – look, he's got to strike out a lot. But I just hope that he's able to um, – to get himself into some good counts because when he when he makes contact, as we saw the other night with three home runs, he can really really hit the ball a long ways. As you as you broadcast all season long, and I think we're like uh, maybe at a hundred games now with the pitch clock. Are they making those changes now? Are the are the the argumentative like options coming in? Can you contest anything? Are those changes happening now? Wait, what was that question again? You cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. With the with the uh, sorry about the cutout. With the automated ball strikes, I think we're at like a hundred games in now. So, do they have a contest option now? Has there been any improvement or modification to automated balls and strikes? Yeah. So, starting tonight, this is not going to be the case in Albuquerque. But for the six games here in Sugarland this week, or now five games, the human being behind home plate, that umpire, is going to call balls and strikes, and there is a challenge system that is in use. Teams get three challenges of balls and strikes. The only person who can challenge is the pitcher, the catcher, or the batter. They have to do it immediately. They cannot look into the dugout for help. And then if you're right, then you don't lose the challenge. If you're wrong, then you lose it, and you only get three wrong challenges per game. What is and I know you haven't seen it yet. Sorry to cut you off, Ann. But what is what is the process on that? Someone like the official just hears in his ear pod or whatever that uh, ball or strike or whatever, and that's the end of the conversation. Uh, so the umpire will turn around. He'll point to the press box, say challenge. Um, then he does have a thing in his ear, and I think there's someone in the press box who tells him then ball or strike. Um, okay. Seen this from the Florida State League. I, there was a game that MLB Network did from Charlotte. It looks like it takes about five to ten seconds, so it's all pretty quick. And um, yeah, um, I w- I'm told that there be a thing on the video board here in Sugarland so that everybody in the ballpark can see exactly where it lands. And um, you know, and so it's going to be extremely similar to tennis in terms of everyone just looks up in the video board and everybody sees whether it was a ball or strike. Wow. Is, is this just a temporary experiment, or is this because all of the overt violence against the ball strike robots? Good question. <laughs> uh, it's all part of the vast number of experiments that are taking place all throughout the minor leagues, right? I mean, there's, there's some leagues where you can't have anybody close to second base with where the infield is positioned. There's some places where, you know, when I say some places, I mean some levels, single A and double A, you can't do a full-on shift, but you can position someone right next to second base. In the Florida State League, they have to be, I think it's four feet away from second base. There's lines that are drawn at an angle. They call it like the pie slice, in which you're not allowed to position yourself before an at-bat. And so all of these changes that they are experimenting with in the minor leagues are all done with the idea of let's see what happens, let's see what rules benefit the sport the most, before we decide to move any of them to the major leagues. And, again, the overall idea, guys, is 
less strikeouts, less walks, more balls in play, more athleticism, just an overall better product. Mike Miner is pitching tonight for the Cincinnati Reds. And you say, why does that even matter, Fred? Well, because he's left-handed and he's facing Albert Pujols in the St. Louis Cardinals. How many dingers tonight for the guy chasing 700, Josh? How many does he need to get to 700 right now? Six. He needs six. Okay, he's not going to get six tonight. But here's my question. One season, one away. Like, how are you... How are you going to function with the parts of your life that do not involve watching Albert Pujols? Me personally? <laughs> yes. Yes, you. All right. So, this, yeah, this has happened to me one time before. Thank you for asking. So, this happened to me in the summer of 98. So, that was McGuire Sosa. And every minute outside of a minute of St. Louis Cardinal baseball, that is the longest minute of my life. And it's even longer than the minute that preceded that said minute, which makes every minute to come the longest minute of my life. Um, It is torture beyond recognition or description. It's fun, though, when you get to a point with, (laughs) with things like milestone numbers and with, like, hitting streaks. You know, when someone has a hitting streak that gets up to, like, 30 or gets up to 40, where, you know, for the three hours that the game is going on, it's hard to do anything else, especially when you're not at the ballpark and yet you're trying to do other things, but you can't because you need to know what's going on at the ballpark. I'm the guy, too, when I'm at home watching a game. Say, like, Cardinals make the playoffs a lot, right? If I'm at home watching a playoff game in the St. Louis Cardinals, I have to be doing chores. Like, I can't just sit down and watch the game. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? I have had definitely moments like that, lots of moments like that, where my place was spotless clean, where I'm vacuuming, I'm dusting, I'm like stretching, I'm doing yoga, I'm, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of nervous energy that, that needs to wear off, and that's when sports are really, really fun. Sticking in the MLB, the big club, the Rockies, hung on in the west for a while but it seems like they're they're out of it all the way now is this the type of year we see a lot of movement in between the isotopes and rockies a lot of guys going up and down getting a taste uh i mean wait a minute i guess i i feel like it hasn't not been an inordinate number of of moves right i mean here we are we're about to hit september 1st there'll be two more call-ups tomorrow I feel like it's been a, a, like a normal number of moves. If anything, it's been kind of below average, you know. Um, you know, and I think that's because, you know, with the exception of Chris Bryant, the Rockies have actually been pretty healthy. I mean, it's not like they've been sure. perfectly healthy, but, you know, they haven't had in, an enormous number of injuries, you know. And so those who have been sent back and forth, it's been a lot of, you know, Justin Lawrence going back and forth, you know, things like that, um, which – you know, but but I think you know to go back to the whole like Winton Bernard and Sam Hilliard thing. If you're the Rockies, you got to see what you have with Sean Bouchard and Michael Tolley. And as much as we love Winton Bernard, he's a 31 year old veteran, and they got a long ways to go to catch the Giants and the Padres, let alone the Dodgers. And so they have to see what they've got in their system, what some of their younger players can do to have a better idea going into the off season. Does, does that put fire under guys like LJ Hat and like Brett Boswell too, though? Because obviously, you know, still early in their, you know, AAA or, or minor league or professional careers, to see that the Rockies are in a place where they're going to give young talent an opportunity to show it against the best talent. 
I mean, I think that everyone in the Rockies organization just understands that you haven't. That's one of the best parts about being with the Rockies farm system is that so much of their big league roster is guys that they drafted and developed. So it's an ideal organization to get drafted in. I mean, if you're a pitcher, it's not so good. <laughs> but, but as a position player, <laughs> it's fantastic because you know you're going to get an opportunity. And, you know, the, the final months of the season, especially now that the final month goes into, you know, late, late September, it's you, you really can't mail it in because, you know, look, you're fighting for a job next year. Yeah, you're trying to showcase yourself to get called up to the big leagues. You're also just fighting to get a contract next year, a minor league contract next year in order to keep playing. And so, you know, I think that this last month of the season, let's face it, you know, the last impression is just as important as the first impression. And um, it's really easy to kind of mail it in the last month of the season. But I think all the players know they can't do that. They they have to keep going strong and, and show, you know, the Rockies, hey, give me another contract next year. Switching from the pill to the pigskin, any hot takes, any predictions this weekend for Lobo football? Oh, my goodness. It's so um, – I'm so out of sorts with football, I'll be honest, guys. <laughs> it's, like, it's strange to me that, that football is beginning, but I realize that's the time. But what's also time is to wrap up this crosstalk because Sugarland's going to be taking the field here momentarily, guys. So thanks for this crosstalk. We'll let everybody know that when we come back – We'll start game one of this five-game series. It's Albuquerque at Sugarland. It's the Rockies affiliate taking on the Astros affiliate. The starting pitching matchup is Brandon Gold for the Topes, Sean Dubin for the Space Cowboys. Again, we did not play yesterday due to poor field conditions. It never ended up actually raining. Today, it very briefly rained, but the field is in good shape. Yesterday's game will not be made up this week. We'll see if it gets made up at some point um, two weeks from now when we actually come back to Sugarland. But that is going to wrap up this version of a crosstalk slash Southwest Copy Systems postgame show. When we come back, we'll have Albuquerque Isotopes baseball from you here from Constellation Field in the suburbs of Houston. This is the Albuquerque Isotopes Multimedia Network. 